0: If you've ever thought about using a buyer's agent, then today might be of interest to you because I'm going to talk through some of my recent clients. I'm obviously not going to use their real names, but I'm just going to give you the different scenarios and the reason why these particular clients picked up the phone to me and how we worked together. The First client I'm going to talk about today is Jane. And I came to meet Jane when she was in the middle of a divorce and the family home was for sale so there she was in her big family home she knew she was going to get proceeds from the sale of this home which was going to go towards funding her new purchase of a new home for herself and her children but she wasn't quite sure how the whole sequence was going to work she was in her original family home this family home is for sale there's a for sale sign outside it and by the time i meet her there's a sale agreed sign outside it so when i go in to meet jane for the first time the family home that they're selling is sale agreed and she's thinking okay now what happens next how does the whole thing unfold Uh, because she knows she's going to need to get out of this house in order to allow the purchasers move in she knows she's going to have to find some short-term accommodation because until she has that money she's not going to be able to fund the purchase of a next property so she's just trying to figure and think through what step happens next what does she need to do when she's a busy mum she's working full-time and she is feeling stressed and not quite sure um, how to organise herself so the first thing I do when I go in to meet Jane is get the big picture. The big picture is that when the house gets sold, there's be plenty of funds to buy the next property. So that's good. And um, we also know we're going to need to rent short term income and that needs to accommodate the family pet. Okay. So that's the clear brief. Now in the meanwhile, there are a few steps that need to happen before any of this happens. Namely, Jane is sitting in her house. She has got a purchaser um, who has agreed to buy it. And now Jane is wondering, what does she physically do next? And actually, the very thing that was on her mind when I called out to her to meet her for the first time was, should I or shouldn't I empty out the contents of my attic? Because I know I'm going to have to empty them sooner or later, should I do it now? I was able to, at that first meeting, chart a clear roadmap to get us from where we were that day to the final step of getting the keys to a new house. And that roadmap included advice on the attic. So the advice was do not clear out the attic now, because if you do, there is a chance, there's a one in four chance that your purchaser will pull out of the purchase. That's just the typical average at the moment in Ireland. One in four purchases falls through, mainly because of the purchaser pulling out. So my fear was that Jane would clear out her attic, bring all the stuff down into her neat house that's currently all beautiful and tidy, ready and prepared for the viewings that have been taking place. And my fear is that the purchaser would pull out, Jane would have the contents of her attic distributed all over the house and she would then have to go back and show the house again to a new purchaser. And that would be really frustrating for her to have to tidy up all that attic mess uh, back up to the attic again in order to put the house for sale again. So the first step we had to think about was no, don't untie, don't clear out the attic, wait until the person who is buying your house has clearly committed to the process by signing a binding contract. And once that's done, then you can clear your attic. Then we can absolutely put the foot to the floor in terms of looking for a property because it's only at that point that we're absolutely sure this purchase is going to go ahead. The next things I was able to do for Jane were to really make the house viewing process as simple as possible. Once we knew that we now had the funds to buy a property, we could look in earnest. And how we approached that was, um, I took a clear brief from Jane, then in advance of meeting her at a lunchtime, I would do a big drive-by, maybe 10 or 20 properties that might be of interest. And me, by doing my drive-bys, I would eliminate many of them just by virtue of uh, the position on the road, the condition of the property, various things that I could tell wouldn't suit Jane from a drive-by. Having done my initial drive-by, I'd collect Jane at one of her lunchtimes and I'd take her to drive-by an initial short list of five properties. And from our first drive-by, I could tell straight away she was drawn to properties that had certain characteristics, e.g. were well-maintained, had off-street parking, uh, offered a very easy walk-in solution, didn't require any major thought or work. It quickly emerged that maybe it took us three or four lunch times to find the property that Jane ultimately went on to to buy. But in the meanwhile, we needed to get her out of her family home, uh, her furniture and everything into storage, and I needed to find a short-term property for her to rent that would accommodate herself and whichever of the children were with her and the family pet so that was the next step that needed to happen once Jane was in that short-term property and I needed to negotiate a flexible rent for her so that she knew she could stay there for as long as she needed to until she got the keys to a new property then we went ahead we bid on the property she wanted and as it happened in this particular property that she was bidding on, it went particularly high. Neither she nor I were expecting it to go as high as it did. And there was a point um, where we were maybe 30,000 over where we had expected to pay for this particular property. And so I said to Jane, let's just, let me take one quick look now at one or two properties that are on the market for exactly this budget. So you have a clear sense of what you are getting for your money as against what you could get for your money if you were to cast your net out again and take another fresh look at the market. So just as we were still in the bidding process, I did a quick look around in the areas that would have been of interest to Jane at properties that would have suited her, just so that we could go and really um, confirm that we wanted to go ahead with this original property. And in fact, it proved to be a useful exercise because Jane, by seeing what was available uh, for that budget, it made her clarify her thinking and realise, yes, this is the property I want. Yes, I know I'm spending more than I expected to spend on it, but it's what I want, it's when I want it and I'm happy to spend that extra money. I don't expect to be moving out of it. This is my forever home. So with all those extra uh, considerations, she was happy enough to go bid the extra and get the property into which she has now moved. So that's just an example of um, the value I added there for Jane or how I was able to be of use to her. One was as a native guide through the process, mapping each step of the way and telling her exactly what was likely to happen when. Then, I was useful in terms of refining exactly the number of properties she was looking at. So she looked at the very minimum of properties. I helped her with her bidding strategy, helped clarify her uh, thinking and back her own judgment that, yes, she was, in fact, happy to bid what she was bidding. In fact, I did the bidding on her behalf, uh, but that she was happy to go ahead and bid up to that level and secure the property. Also finding short term accommodation for her that took a dog, that was also a very useful thing and uh, just take all those moving parts off her plate was essential and that's where she found the value from my service. So that was just one example of one client. My second client are actually a bit further away. They're out in Sydney in Australia and they are a young married couple and they are definitely planning to move home. They are expecting a baby when I came across them and by the time they picked up the phone to me, They had been trying via remote control through their brother or their sister or their mother to look at properties and to bid on properties and they were just finding themselves totally at a loss. There they were at a, in a different time zone at the mercy of whatever spare time their family members could afford them to look at properties. There wasn't enough momentum going to get this deal done. So it was in fact an agent who recommended me to them and we spoke on the phone and they were wondering well was it even possible to go ahead and buy a property in Ireland while they were living in Australia. Was it legally possible for them to sign all the documents and do the whole thing without ever setting foot in Ireland? And yes, I was able to tell them, yes, it was completely possible. And that's how we proceeded. They had a good sense of where they wanted to buy. They had a good sense of what they wanted. So the real service I provided for them was to refine their briefs is that we were totally clear on what they wanted and to go and look at the properties take videos of the properties and send them over to them to review the type of rent these properties were getting in the market and to check the comparable evidence of other properties that had sold so let's say we were looking at a two-bed apartment up in Stepazide well I was able to tell them what was the going rate and what was a reasonable price for them to pay so with this particular couple over the course of, I introduced them both to the person who was going to lend them the money, to the solicitor who conveyed the property for them, and the surveyor who was going to survey the property that they bought. So they needed all of those professional recommendations and they were grateful that I was able to refer them and liaise with all of these people on their behalf. So they went ahead to buy a property actually in the bidding the apartment we went sale agreed on one of the vendors pulled out so we had to keep going and find another property in the same block which in fact the second time we went to buy we actually uh, bought better for them the second time round. so that was quite handy. So sometimes what looks like a, a bad thing proves to be quite a good thing. So that was them. The particular issues for them were that they needed all of the professional recommendations and they were at a different time zone. So we were very clear in how we worked. We worked by Zoom where I shared my screen with them and I showed them the properties via Zoom and we talked through agendas via Zoom. So that was one couple. So they have both bought and have now gone on. I was able to find them an agent then to rent the property out on their behalf. So they've bought and they've now rented it out, um, ready for them to return home to when they want. Then we're back to Ireland again. We have a different scenario where we have a parent who is separated and he has an adult child who, because parents have separated. The adult child doesn't exactly have now a home for his own self. One of the parents wanted to buy the adult child a home but the parent was exceptionally busy. The parent was basically my client and when he came to me he was extremely busy. He was finding it hard even to coordinate the time to go out looking for a property with his son and in general they were finding it a bit of a frustrating process. So when they came to me they were actually delighted to have a third party between them who could act nearly as um not quite a mediator but someone who would be able to refine the wishes and steer a steady course um for the next steps and set agendas and set timing and basically just steer the ship so with that particular couple um there was the father buying for the son and the son had a girlfriend and when they came to me they thought that they were looking for um an apartment because they thought that's all their budget would afford them. But on closer conversation with them I realised that the, the son and the girlfriend were actually quite interested in homemaking. They were keen gardeners, they were keen cooks and actually it was going to suit them much better to have a house rather than an apartment. It was just going to suit their lifestyle a bit better and they were artistic people too. So an apartment wouldn't have given them that kind of plug-in to a neighborhood and a community that I think was going to work for them. So in the end, my value to them turned out to be to be a third party independent person who would set agendas and drive the process. Um, It was someone who could really talk to the person who was actually getting that property bought for them to see how do you like to live, what are the things that make you happy and actually by having those conversations was able to refine a brief and able to actually find them a property different to the property they thought they were going to buy. So I feel like that's the value I brought to that particular client setup. So we're moving back uh abroad again and this time over to canada and um, where my next set of clients came from these are a young medical irish couple who've been living in canada for a while and they are planning to move back to ireland they practice a type of remote medicine and they want to set up a clinic in ireland before they return specifically in dublin so they had been trying to source a clinic themselves by looking online on daft in my home and getting on to the different agents who had properties they were interested in and also to ask the agents if perhaps they'd anything else that might be suitable. Um, However, having had a go at doing this for a couple of weeks they realised that they weren't getting anywhere and one agent who they were speaking to recommended that they talk to me because that agent rightly knew that most selling agents, just with the best will in the world, aren't in a position, they don't have the time to also act as buying agents for buyers. Basically, selling agents have a duty to their own clients, their vendors, to spend their time working on their behalf. So although they'd often like to help buyers, they just don't have the time and it's kind of a different rhythm finding a property versus selling a property. Anyway, this particular agent, uh, William, recommended me to the couple. So when they phoned me, they were actually delighted to know that a service such as mine existed, or a service such as a buying agent existed. Um, And the ways I helped them most were that I helped them refine their brief, because their brief to me was the rather woolly, we're not quite sure that we can describe what we want, but we'll know it when we see it. The type of medical practice they're setting up is is not very medically, it doesn't require loads of equipment and they really didn't want to have a very medical um, vibe about the whole thing. So in a surprisingly short uh, frame of time, I was able to find them a perfect property. Then it turned out that they actually would like it to be designed, the interior to be designed and furnished and I was delighted to do that for them as well, to furnish it and pick it all out and lay out the room for them. They in addition needed help just understanding a commercial lease. Uh, Taking a commercial lease on a premises is, as you may know, a lot different to taking a lease on a residential premises. There are a lot more things to iron out. Uh, The tenant in a commercial building is responsible for a lot more than the tenant of a residential building is. So they needed some help just literally striking the deal with the letting agent and I was able to help them with that. So clarifying their brief hearing what they weren't saying and listening between the lines i was able to come up with my own brief for what they wanted and um, that was a service i think was useful to them um, i was able to provide an interior design service for their uh, premises to iron out any of the wrinkles and do the final negotiations on the lease And then, surprisingly enough, they also needed someone to actually take the project to the next level, basically a type of practice manager. And as it happened, I was able to introduce them to the very person who is now acting as their practice manager. So all in all, um, the value I added there was substantial, I think, in terms of my local network and my ability to think from their perspective about all of their needs. So the final example I'd love to come on to today is Back to Ireland again where we have a couple, they're in their 60s, they are not living in dublin they're living outside of dublin quite a bit away down in limerick and they have successful children operating up here in dublin one is a student and one is in her first job so they're both going to be well able to get a mortgage approval and get on the property ladder but in this case the their parents want to jump them on the process they could see the property prices were rising and they wanted to get them on the property ladder now and save them having to pay the high rent that they were paying. So when they came to me what they needed was local knowledge. I had lived in Dublin before but it had been a very long time so they just didn't know the lie of the land. So they needed good local neighborhood knowledge. They needed a steer on the kind of property that they were likely to be able to buy for their budget. They needed some direction as to how far out or how far in they should go? What was the best trade-off between getting most space um, and yet still keeping the commute within a reasonable distance? So that's where I added value to them. I think also because there were quite a few parties involved in this in the process. There were the parents down in Limerick and there there were the two children up in Dublin. Again, I found that being a third party who was driving the process, setting the dates, arranging the next meetings, keeping the project moving. I felt like I added, brought quite a bit of value to them there because when you've got parents dealing with children and then people not in the same county, it's actually handy if there's a third party in there driving the agenda and setting uh, the goals. So basically I was a unifying force there and an engine driver. And local knowledge. They were the key values I think I added to them during the process. We found out that the best way to work was they gave me the budget, the max budget and I told them exactly what they I did. Drive-bys in this, that and the other area. I took, picked five areas that they could buy well in uh, for that budget and Straight away, just by doing drive-bys, we were able to eliminate one or two of the areas because they didn't suit for this or that reason. And then what we did was the couple came up to Dublin, we met, we had a coffee, we did our drive-bys, my short list of properties, I had the agents selling these properties on standby that we'd like to see them in the morning if my clients like them. I phoned the agents that evening to set up viewings for the ones that were of interest to my client. We went to see them the next morning and then we just narrowed it down to one. We bid on that and we secured it. So um, that's the value I provided for them. Third party, local knowledge, engine driving the process, did an intensive burst with them. I found that was the best way to work with them was to do two intensive days, one after the other in Dublin. Um, and because we'd done all the prep work over the phone and by Zoom, we were well able to press... button and make big decisions by the time they came up. So they are some examples of how I've worked with clients and I hope you find them useful and I hope that it gives you further insight into why anyone would use a buying agent and exactly how one might work with a buying agent and also perhaps you might see that there are actually some surprising extras that are brought to the table by a buying agent. So thank you for listening. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, we'd love you to subscribe to it and tell your friends, family and colleagues. In the meanwhile, if you think you'd benefit from some professional help with your next property transaction, then head over to brefniokelly.ie to see which of our three property services might be best for you. Thanks for listening.